Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic, wonderful day today down here at Health Masters. We are staying busy as we always are. And thank you again for the continued support of healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything at all, we're here to help you out the best we possibly can, healthmasters.com. And of course, we encourage everybody, if you need anything at all, give us a call. We're here to help you out. And the thing that I've found over the last, (laughs) probably the last year, year and a half, is that more and more people are starting to wake up and be more cognitive of their lifestyle, of their behavior, of their diet, of their intake of certain foods. And I commend everybody for that because, you know, over the last, you know, I would say pre-COVID, I hate using that term, but pre-COVID, a lot of people would kind of ignore stuff I said or encourage or talk about. And they would say, ah, you know, I don't need to do that. I don't don't need to exercise. It doesn't matter if I eat all this junk food. It doesn't matter what happens. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's it's not my problem. I'm not going to sit here and preach to you about what you need to do and don't need to do when it comes to food. I've given you, you know, encouragement with this. I've given you different nutrients as far as things that are good to take. And if you don't want to take them, that's fine. I'm very libertarian when it comes to that. I'm not going to be that guy that's basically breathing down your neck saying, hey, you got to take this every day. It's not my problem. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't, you don't. And so what I've noticed now over the last year and a half is that more and more people are becoming aware, not just of the nutrients they take and you know stuff like the zinc, the vitamin C, the D3. And I always encourage everybody, continue to maintain your nutrient density and maintain your immune system because these things, you know, whether it's the Delta or the Zulu or the Bravo or whatever, whatever stupid name they come up with, acronym or whatever name for these viruses they continue to manipulate and lie about, there's going to be things that you're exposed to. It's funny, before this whole COVID thing, when people got sick, like real sick, you know, everybody's gotten really sick before. That's not it's not a new concept. You got a stomach bug, you got a basically, you know, in your lungs, you're coughing. People got sick. And when they got sick, majority of times people would just push it out, take some supplements, hammer some vitamin C, some D three, some zinc, some astragalus, and they'd go through with it. This is what we've done and researched and worked with for years and years and years. And now it's so funny is that now all of a sudden because everybody's been told, they've been told to be scared, people are terrified. People are absolutely terrified when they get stuff sometimes, especially now. It's like anybody get, they even get like a stomach bug or a sore throat or a headache. Everybody freaks out. Oh my gosh, my throat's sore. I got to go to the doctor right now. No, you don't. You really don't have to do anything. You can take natural nutrients to build your immune system. And if you're really, 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 really sick and you feel like you need to go to a doctor, that's absolutely your choice. But this concept of what we've seen now from the medical industrial complex, and they've done a great job at it, and making everybody terrified of even a basic sniffle or common cold is exactly what they wanted to do. Now, people run around in fear. I told you guys the other day. People line up, you know, three wide all the way 
to the Yacht Club, Lake Ariana at Auburndale, right down the road from our office, literally sitting there for an hour before they open, terrified because they got to get tested to see if, you know, they possibly have this virus that they don't know they have because they have no symptoms and they need to make sure they don't have it. The lunacy has gone too far. It literally has. It has gone too far. And now you have these companies that are going out of their way to make sure they're going to push their agenda. And it's interesting. I was telling Dad yesterday, there was a list. Health Impact put it out. I think Zero Hedge is talking about it too. Multiple ones have been talking about it. Now these airlines are talking about all these flights being canceled, all these flights being delayed. And pretty much every person I know, every friend I know that's flown commercial recently, they're delayed. I told you one, my good buddy, he came back from Costa Rica, 13-hour flight in total as far as sitting on the tarmac for hours waiting with the staff, the stewardess walking up and down the aisle while they're sitting on the tarmac for hours because they're delayed. The stewardess walking up and down the tarmac, yelling at anybody that pulls their mask down other than a quick sip of water. Well, that's the irony, isn't it? You're sitting on a pressurized you know, capsule with people all together, recycling, re, you know, recirculating the same air, recycling it. But yet, your your little ninety nine cent mask is apparently going to save everybody, even though it does not stop any virus whatsoever. That's the lunacy of it. It's designed to keep people in a state of compliance and continue to brainwash everybody to stay scared. I said that last year repeatedly. The mask, the entire reason of the mask was to remind people to stay scared. You have to be afraid of this virus. You have to remember this virus. you got to be terrified of your friends and your family. I mean, that's what Australia said, right? They told grandparents you can't go anywhere near your grandkids. Said, and I quote, the chief health officer, Jeanette Young, said, don't go anywhere near your grandkids. As Australia continues to struggle with the zero COVID policy because there's been Nine people that have tested positive this month. I said that nine people. That's where they're taking this. Australia is the template, apparently, for this protocol on how far they're going to take it. Now we're seeing here in this country, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Microsoft, Walmart, Saks Fifth Avenue, Disney, Netflix, BlackRock and Vanguard. Surprise. Morgan Stanley. Surprise. Goldman Sachs. Surprise. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Ford. That was disappointed. Tyson Foods, United Airlines, New York Times, Washington Post, the list goes on. These are all companies now that have stated you have to get injected with the experimental RNA gene therapy shot. And if you don't, you're not going to have a job here anymore. And there's a lot of options as far as a strongly held religious belief that I told you guys yesterday. And Sharon's posted stuff up on ST Brower on Instagram about what you can do and options you can have. But my friends, it's not going to stop with these companies. It's going to escalate. It's going to escalate. It's going to escalate. They want everybody, for some odd reason, to get injected with this graphene oxide. And we've talked about it in detail on what the reasons may be. But now they're showing us very clearly this is their overall goal, to make sure there's full compliance in this country with this unbelievably toxic jab that has not even been approved for anything other than experimental testing under emergency authorized usage. What do you think, Deb? 
you know, as more and more companies force the kill shot, because this is not a vaccine, it's a kill shot. It's a it's a biomedical, you know, eugenics device. I mean, I mean, call it what you want to call it. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't produce any antibodies against coronavirus. It creates coronavirus. It creates spike proteins. It causes them to lodge in your endothelial cells. It's the blood vessel lining. Someone asked me last night if it could affect the lining of the brain, and my response was probably, I don't know. Who knows? Because somebody has had someone, one of her friends having massive brain inflammation after she took the jab. And these little spike proteins stick out of these endothelial cells, and that's why they're called spike proteins. They have little barbs on them, and they massively cause little eddies inside of the blood vessels, which cause microclots to develop, which cause massive problems with circulation and strokes and heart attacks and everything else. I mean – it's like we're living in a George Orwell, George Orwell utopian dysfunctional nightmare of a world right now because the whole world is under siege. I mean it's not like you know the United States is under siege. It's literally 7 billion people on the planet have been locked down from China to Russia to Europe to the United States to Canada to South America. I mean everybody's been locked down and being forced vaccines. I spoke to another friend yesterday. He says they're not forcing the shots in Venezuela. Well, you know, Venezuela, they consider it a failed nation anyhow. They've done everything they can to restrict cash flow. The IMF, International Monetary Funds, have limited their availability to SWIFT accounts to the point that they can't even manage and maintain and run their own refineries, and they have the largest oil reserves in the world because they wanted to cripple Venezuela because Chavez had the audacity to ask for his gold back, and he quickly came down with a form of cancer that killed him. Now the entire country has fallen into, how should I say, communism, fallen into basically poverty and starvation with the largest oil reserves in the world. Well, they're just waiting to take that over so they can basically seize the oil reserves. And now, of course, they're trying to force everybody into a, how should I say, battery-powered car. They're saying now that, that Biden will say by 2025 that half of the cars being produced in the United States, including trucks, et cetera, et cetera, will have to be electric. So they're going to have to have charging stations everywhere in order to have this electric stuff happen. Uh, one man just wrote a horrible article as far as telling you of his experience of trying to drive a non-Tesla car across the country, having to stop every 200 miles trying to find a charging station, and it not interfacing properly with Tesla charging stations, and everything was a disaster. And he ended up taking, you know, days to drive a few hundred miles because he couldn't get charging. So is this where they're taking all of us, or is this part of that trillion-dollar infrastructure package as they continue to test the limits of the United States currency being the reserve currency of the world as far as how much they can inflate it, how much they can print of it, how much they can make of it and spend of it before they cause hyperinflation globally with the U.S. being the reserve currency. I don't know how long they'll be able to do all this. We know that gold right now should be fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 an ounce based on the M1 money supply and how it's increased since 2008, but it's not. Because they keep shorting it with naked shorts all over the world, which force it down, force it down, force it down, force it down. Same thing with silver. Silver should be hundreds of dollars an ounce right now. But they don't want to show that as far as a, as a how should I say, as a projection of the inflation rates and what they really are. So they keep showing it with running naked shorts. So all of us who've invested a few dollars here and there in gold and silver over the last 40, 50 years, we're looking at it going, wow, that should be a lot bigger than it is. I mean, what happened? You know, so you're frustrated. You don't know where to put the money. You're not getting any interest. You're watching them inflate the currency. You're watching stagflation arise. And we talked about it in depth yesterday. Is it because they're wanting to reduce the population of the planet or trying to reduce the 
velocity of money. Well, it's probably going to be both. Now, Chuck Baldwin, good friend, great guy, basically wrote an article this week, and he said, all humanity is under siege. And this is good. There's a quote from the bionic mosquito. It is not difficult to imagine that we have entered into one of the more dark history of human humanity on a long string of dark histories. I want to say that others have suffered much worse than we have at this point. We can think of those in the past of Genghis Khan, the early Christians under Rome being crucified, being fed to the lions. I'm adding some of this. I'm going to. I'm going to extrapolate on some of this as I read it. I'm not going to keep telling you that I'm extrapolating. You read the article yourself. Medieval Europeans under siege by the Vikings or the Huns or Charlemagne, almost anyone in France in the late 18th century, Armenians of the Ottoman Empire, and those living in between Germany and the Soviet Union in the 30s and 40s, Chinese under Mayo, Vietnamese under Napalm, and Arabs under drones. So all of these things are happening or have happened to all of humanity. But I think I'm safe on the ground to consider that never before in recorded history has all of mankind, billions and billions, almost 7 billion people, been locked down. One of the paths I've taken in this blog is a significant examination, Chuck is saying this, of the many false histories we've been taught and the lies used to justify action the way evil was described as being virtuous. When I began that journey, I was already somewhat skeptical of the narrative, and I worked through that journey. Now, what's interesting about that is that we need to realize that we have to ask ourselves a question. How many churches ignored the government edicts that stayed open through the entirety of 2020? Hmm? That's pretty stout because a lot of the guys who were basically trying to stay open got arrested. But how many of them forced it? Probably less than 5% and probably only small congregations that were able to run under the radar. That's about, so that means about 95% of American Christians are sitting under pastors that didn't really know what to do or were scared. And I got that because when they first came out with this COVID stuff, they really, really scared the yak out of everybody. They really did. And I'm going to say this again to you guys. The spike protein and the endothelial damage that it's causing is unbelievably bad. I know people who have friends right now that are in hospitals on ventilators. That's why I told you guys, N-acetylcysteine, nitric oxide, which is our HGH stimulate, helped to mitigate the damages according to the one journal, which has already had this article, part of this article retracted as far as the damage of the spike proteins. We've got to find a way to continue to stay healthy around people that are being vaccinated all around us. Like Austin said, three deep this morning at the Auburndale Yacht Club. Now, they don't, it's not a yacht club, guys. It's like a civic center is what it is that, on a lake. And so they call it a yacht club. <laughs> so so we're not, we don't live on the ocean. We live in, in central Florida on lakes. And what's ironic is that you, know, you have all of these people, like Austin said, are scared to death because of the media and what the media continues to say. Remember what happened in Germany? You know, the, the, the brave theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you know, who led the Pastors Emergency League, which became known as the Confessing Church in opposition to the Nazi regime, and whom Hitler had murdered shortly before Germany surrendered. He said, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. I'm going to repeat that. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to speak is evil. Okay, not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. How is it that all evangelical evangelical churches in the past 50 years 
have produced such undiscerning weak and a cowardly church? You know, where are the Martin Luthers? Where are the Dietrich Bonhoeffers? Where are they? And, you know, think about that for a second. There are several reasons this happened. Over the past 50 years, a false interpretation of Romans 13, that Christians must always obey civil authority, even if it goes against the word of God. Now, that's, that's completely a twist of Scripture, by the way. If the word of God tells you not to do something, like thou shalt not kill, at that point, abortion becomes wrong. It doesn't make any bit, one bit of difference what Roe v. Wade said. Abortion is still wrong, and we shouldn't be doing it. You know, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got to understand that. But we as the church have been taught by our cowardly pastors, and that's just, that's just the truth, not all of them, but most of them, that no matter what the church says or what the government says, you have to listen. And now we have to realize that, you know, we have to have social acceptance, which is in churches. We talked about this in depth the other day. That means that we have to be able to conform to the world system and accept everyone, regardless of who they are and what they do, into the church. You know, today, pastors crave social and political acceptance. I know of one pastor right now who's hanging out with known pedophiles. He has a megachurch. He's hanging out with known pedophiles. And I have warned him and warned him and warned him not to do this. And you think, well, why would he do that? You know, I have no idea. I don't. I really don't know. I, you know, I, the problem is, is if you sleep with the pigs, you're going to get mud on you. If you sleep with the dogs, you're going to get fleas on you. I'm letting you know that. You know, the Bible says, come ye out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing. The Bible also says the bad company will corrupt good character. So why do you want to dance on the edge of a razor blade? Ask that question again. Why do some pastors and church leaders want to dance on the edge of a razor blade? Why do they want to go onto a yacht and basically have their pants unzipped and have pictures of themselves with an alcoholic drink? with their arm around their secretary. Hmm? Why do they want to do that? Well, that, of course, was Jerry Falwell Jr., who we know is completely and totally disgraced. But while he was doing that, he was head of the largest Christian university in the United States, probably in the world. So we have to ask ourselves, why do they do stuff like this? Why do they want to dance on razor blades? Well, the sad part about it is this. A lot of Christian pastors and Christian organizations, from their leadership down, they exist only to live on 5013C corporation tax-free money so they don't have to pay any income tax. And all of their mansions and all of their homes and all of their jets and all of their assets are non-taxable, including no property taxes. So they basically have this lifestyle with no taxes, no depreciation schedules, and they get this extreme life that they fly everywhere on private jets and it's always a write-off. Kenneth Copeland, who I've made no, you know, bones about not caring for, you know, he got himself a Citation 10 years ago, which is probably one of the fastest civilian aircraft ever built. And he basically said as he was buying this, this plane for over $20 million with ministry funds that he would never use it for non-ministry events. And almost therefore, immediately he took off on a private fishing vacation in Alaska and got busted for it on the Citation 10. Now, mind you. If he owned a corporation that wasn't being given to him by people's contributions and he was paying his taxes like the rest of us have to do, which I really, by the way, resent having to do that, but I do. 
and he was playing on a level playing field, and he had a Citation 10, and he wanted to take it out of the ministry for a day or a week or his personal corporation or whatever he had at that point and use it personally, pay for the expenses on it. I could care less what he does with it, to be honest with you. But you don't tell people you're not going to do it and turn right around and do it and then tell people that you have billions of dollars. I mean, why do you have billions of dollars, Mr. Copeland? I just thought I'd ask you that. Why haven't you taken those billions of dollars and given it to churches around the country who basically are having to try to pay off their facilities so they're not in debt bondage? Why haven't you paid off hundreds of churches with the billions of dollars? Why are you sitting on that? You're in your 80s. What do you plan on doing with all that money after you die? I mean, why are you doing this? I'm asking you the question, Mr. Copeland. And I understand that you like being a billionaire. I got that. That you like living on your 2,000-acre estate that's all church property with your own landing strips and your own fleet of jets. I got that. But why in the world don't you give this money away to other nonprofit organizations or to help feed the homeless or to basically clothe the homeless or anything you can do with it? Because there are a lot of really good organizations out there that you could be giving the money away to. Or is, that you're got, or is it that you have so much money coming in so fast you can't give it away fast enough? I don't know. Just a question for you this morning, Mr. Copeland. By the way, this social acceptance for pastors is amazing. They want to be accepted. They want to wear their sleeves pushed up. They want to go out on the platform without a coat and tie on, which that's okay. They want to basically wear jeans with holes in them. That's not okay because they try to be trendy. A lot of this is because of the 50-year – Israeli-based, Kabbalist-based, Zionist-based, rapture and tribulation teaching that we'll never have anything bad happen to us ever, ever, ever. And before anything goes wrong here in the United States, we're going to go up in the first load and sit up in the heavenly grandstands. And we've talked about this in length on our show and how this heavenly grandstand teaching is not even scriptural. And what happens if you don't get raptured on the first load? Just for those of you who think you might. How about the second load or the mid-tribulation? How about post-tribulation? Or how about it says that if these end times were not cut short, that even the elect would not survive? How about those scriptures? Why in the world do we think that we're not going to go through tribulation when the early church had so many of its own members crucified and fed to animals, etc.? Why do you think you're not going to go through anything? See, that's the problem. That's why people I've heard him say, I'm not going to store up any food. I don't store up any water. God will provide for me. He'll send me a raven and he'll feed me. And he might. I'm not even arguing about that. He did it in the scripture, in the Old Testament. But here's the point. <laughs> he also says even the ants store stuff up. And I always tell folks, you know, we live in Florida. We've been without power for weeks on end. I mean, we've been without power for weeks on end, but it didn't affect our lifestyle except it was a little hot at night sleeping because we were prepared for it. You know, a wise man prepares for the future. A foolish man spends all he has is what Proverbs says, and we need to understand that. We've got to think about tomorrow. That's why the church has allowed this to happen in the United States. And a lot of it's just old-fashioned cowardice. You know, Theodore Roosevelt, who's not one of my favorite presidents, but he did say it this way, the things that will destroy America are prosperity at any price, peace at any price, and safety first instead of duty first – the love of a soft living and the get-rich-quick theory of life. Thomas Jefferson's spirit of resistance is dead in the average church. Ditto for Patrick Henry's holy cause of liberty and George Washington's sacred fire of liberty. Sacred fire of liberty. Now, 
I don't care for a lot of these people because Thomas Jefferson was a deist. George Washington was a Mason. All of these people have their own little problems, but I try to pick from them as Chuck has just done also and try to tell you some of the good things they've said. Now, A.W. Tozer said it this way. The pastor, when facing his congregation on Sunday morning, dare not think of the effect of his sermon may have on his job or his salary or his future relation to the church. Let him but worry about tomorrow and he becomes a hireling and no true shepherd of the sheep. No man is a good preacher who is not willing to lay his future on the line every time he expounds the word. He must not let his job and his reputation ride on each and every sermon, or he has no right to think that he stands in the prophetic tradition. Guys, that's so true, isn't it? That's why we do what we do on this show. Remember what I told you this week, earlier this week? I said, I've had it. I don't care anymore. So I'll tell you the truth. Let it fall where it falls. Many of you say, well, you know, the Ted Nelson Brower show is the only basically church we get anymore. We've stopped going to these cowardly pastors. And if that be so, let it be so. I love you guys, and I pray for you every single day. And I'm going to tell you the truth. And I want to thank you for the prayers that you continually pray over me in Austin and our families. It means the world to us and for the way you support health masters. And you get your vitamins and your deodorant and your mouthwash and all the other things that we use every day. Thank you for supporting us. Because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. Because, you know, we, we take a pretty big risk. I could play this safe. You know that. You guys know me. Those, those of you who know me personally know that I'm exactly the same in person as I am right now on the air. This isn't a show with me. You know, what did, what did Alex Jones say when he was under his court case with his divorce with his wife? You can read the transcripts. It's a show. He doesn't believe this stuff. Paraphrase what he said. That's what he said. Thought I'd mention that. You guys look that up to yourself. So we've got to realize that are we going to be real or are we going to put on a show? Let me explain something to you. Talking about the Kabbalah, talking about Israel, talking about the cowardly church, talking about all of this stuff that I talk to you guys about, you know, is not mainstream alternative news talk. The mainstream alternative talk is China's doing everything to us. It's all China. No, it's not. It's all the Kabbalists who control China and who control the central banks all over the world. They're the only ones, and I told you this a year and a half ago, who have the power and the authority over all of these countries to lock the entire world down because they are the ones that control the purse strings and the money supply. And they can shut down economies at will by constricting the M1 money supply. And that's why everybody bows down and cows down to these international satanic bankers from a, how should I say, governmental standpoint. Because we've given up our rights to control our destiny in the United States. And all of these other countries have done the same thing when it comes to these cowardly bankers who control us through the issuance of credit. If we can't stop this, it ain't ever gets, it's never going to get any better. I'll let you guys know that. And Ron Paul was right. That's why I was his precinct captain in 2008. He was the only person that ever got a partial Fed, Fed audit, and we found out there was almost $20 trillion unaccounted for. What the heck? $20 trillion unaccounted for? Oh, yeah. Where did the money go, they asked Bernanke. Oh, we spread it around. Where did you spread it to? I don't really remember. Oh, what a bunch of nonsense. They know exactly what they've done with the money. You can't just misplace $20 trillion. My gosh. They know exactly where it is. So, guys, always stand firm in the word of God. 
Thank you for your support. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think? <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. Like, oh, you know, that 20 trillion, it's probably in the closet somewhere. I don't know. I'm, I may have I may have put it on the mattress. I'm not I'm not sure where it went. Well, you know, if we look for it hard enough, we'll find that 20 trillion dollars. <laughs> People don't realize just one trillion dollars, one trillion dollars in hundred dollar bills is an insane amount of money. I mean, you're, you're talking massive amounts of money. And what's interesting about it is that there's so many people that don't even understand what's happening in front of all of us. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally happening right in front of us. And you see what's happening. People kind of understand what's happening, but a lot of people don't fully understand what they're doing. And this is why we try to do the best we can with this show. And that's why we've seen so much now with people starting to wake up and we go, listen, this is the facts. Go look it up yourself. I encourage people to do that all the time. Go do your own research. Go look it up. Go go look at what's really going on. I mean, look at how they've completely and totally stopped the economy for literally a virus that has the same death rate and hospitalization rate as the flu. And people go, oh, no, 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 no. The hospitals are over one right now. Well, yeah, because everybody and their mom wants to go to the hospital and they get a sniffle. That's exactly right. I talked to two of my friends. They were over last night. They're doing some carpentry for me. And his wife, she's got COVID right now. She's been at home for a couple of days. And, of course, she's she's on the zinc and the D and the C. And she's bouncing back. He said she's you know she's been pretty tired for the last couple of days. But she's bouncing back. I said, well, good. I said, that's, that's what you do. That's what happens. And she didn't go to the hospital. She run to go shove a ventilator down her throat because she got the sniffles. Realize, going on a ventilator is not something that you want to do. For some odd reason, I've, I've heard this from numerous people, this concept eludes people where they go, oh, my gosh, I've, I've tested positive for COVID. I'm asymptomatic. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I need to go to the hospital right now. They put me on a ventilator. They're going to give me these drugs. i gotta, I got to be – I've got to get better. Guys. God Almighty gave us this thing, this, this crazy concept. You know, I mean, how do, how do you explain it? It's called the immune system that you were blessed with. It's designed to overcome viruses. We get exposed to 60 to 70 viruses a day. And in a lot of states, they are having a shortage of nurses. I had a couple of emails about that yesterday. People telling me there's no shortage of nurses. Yeah, and there are. And I've, I've heard this. I told you guys about this from the lady that I talked to. On Saturday night, when me and a bunch of the guys were out, she works, you know, at a hospital part time. She got unbelievably sick after she got the shot. She said, I'm not getting the shot again. She got unbelievably sick from it. And a lot of them they get the shot and they can't come into work for a week or two because they get deathly ill. So yeah, they they are intentionally creating a artificial shortage of nurses and doctors after they get shot up. You're right about that. But is there some unbelievable shortage in beds and rooms? No. Not around here, not in Florida at least. Now, some other states that everybody loves to go to the hospital in, they maybe have that issue. That's why I addressed yesterday with the lies and lies and more propaganda that they're trying to spew out of Florida and make Florida look like we're the bad guy. Well, as clearly as Dad said, the U.S. southern border is wide open. Thousands, thousands of individuals not tested, not masked. Not anything from southern countries. 
come right on the border, released to your court date. You know, um, basically you have to appear in court in 2024. Okay. Make sure you come back. Okay. So that's what DeSantis said yesterday. Now, whether that was theater with DeSantis or it wasn't, he made a very valid point. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do in Florida if you don't even want to secure the United States of America's southern border and you want to allow people to come in and not even shut the border down. It's a very, very valid point. And you see this happening with the economy. This is why Florida is turning into a doggone explosion. Explosion. I was talking to Steve yesterday. He was looking at an article that's talking about the top 10 fastest growing cities in 2020, even during the pandemic. Lakeland Winter Haven, which Arbondale sandwiched in between these two cities, is the number two fastest growing city in the entire country, right where we live at. It needs to be really rural around here. Orange groves, chill people, everybody's relaxed. Now we got a bunch of people down here that don't even, weren't even from Florida. All they want to do is shove their opinion on people as far as the, we don't care to hear their northern super liberal opinion. We're like, no. We've got the city commissioners and county commissioners approving insane amounts of housing. And we're, we're blessed we won the last fight. With the medium density housing exemption that they wanted to do, they wanted to take a subdivision that was already an unbelievably maxed out subdivision with seven foot setbacks off a two lane road that cannot be expanded because of the housing structure. And they went in and they wanted to get a restructure of the zoning as an appeal to turn it into medium density housing so they could make seven to nine dwellings per acre. He posted a photo up on this land structure that they wanted to do. There's all these townhouses everywhere. I mean, it, it looked like you popped open a sardine can and you're trying to count bones. It was disgusting. And dad got up there. I got up there. I raised cane. Kind of made a butt of myself. I do that occasionally. I get really irritated. <laughs> and a lot of other people showed up there. They had the meeting. During the alleged hurricane we were having at 9 a.m., they made sure that nobody was going to be able to make it. There's about a dozen of us showed up. We stood our ground. We spoke our mind. And I told everybody, I've said the same thing before. I said, this is, this is, this is completely and totally unacceptable. You already have a subdivision that's zoned for housing. It's already approved to start building right now. And you want to come in and you want to rezone it for medium density only for the sole purpose of greed and avarice. And that's where we run into now. That's the rub. And that's what we're starting to see. The same thing with this entire COVID scam. They want to keep pushing the agenda. Now the CDC announced a 60-day COVID-19 eviction moratorium after the federal one ran out August 1st. So again now. It's been since, what, March of 2020? You could squat in a house and not pay rent? This is why the rental business has gone to poo. They want to bring in that socialist mindset. You don't work. You don't pay your bills. You don't have any responsibility. All you do is sit around, take some money from the government, and you be a good little peasant. It's the feudal system. It's exactly what we discussed yesterday. And now – They want to take it a step further. 
you've seen and you've heard about this infrastructure bill. I'm sure everybody's heard about this infrastructure bill now. The one that was 2,700 pages that nobody has gotten to read yet and that Breitbart and a few other news agencies have finally gotten leaked memos of it and they're trying to do their best to scramble to read it as fast as they can before before it gets voted on, I think Monday, when there's been zero, zero reading into it. And one thing about it that people don't even know it's in this infrastructure bill is that they are mandating in this infrastructure bill between 2024 and 2025, they're going to implement that all vehicles not only have breathalyzers installed into them. Oh, okay. Here you go. Here we go. Now, now we're about to talk real. And they're going to have a full monitoring system with cameras to monitor head and eye movement. While so many people have been distracted by the name infrastructure bill, it will mandate all new vehicles have the technology to detect drunk drivers and alert systems to check back seats as well. Sensors embedded within the vehicle's cabin will track the driver's eye movement and monitor signs of being distracted, impaired, or tired. Bloomberg notes this technology is similar to the ones that police officers use when pulling over suspected drunk drivers. Yeah, it's a breathalyzer. It's full-blown monitoring. Now, isn't it funny that we're seeing all these vehicles now all of a sudden can't be produced, manufacturing, production, through the floor, pretty much vehicles worldwide right now? Isn't it funny that once this infrastructure bill rolls through, all these new vehicles – they're mandated this, by the way, guys. They want to watch and listen to everything you do while you drive, and you can pretend and sit under the covers and go, oh, well, it's for our safety. It's, it's, it's to catch drunk drivers. You know, it's, it's for our protection. Remember what I told you guys yesterday, the boomerang effect, the article I read? Every time they tell you they're doing something, it's a war on terror. It's a war on drugs. It's a war on COVID. Every time they tell you they're doing something for your protection, it is intentionally being put into place to turn against you whenever they want to do it. Been very clear. You don't need a crystal ball or do some weird stuff. All you have to do is read it and understand what they're doing. They want to watch, monitor, and censor and record everything you do inside your vehicle. And I promise you, my friends, it has nothing to do with drunk driving or impaired driving at all. (laughs) They already have mandated that. If you've had multiple DUIs, you have to pay to have a breathalyzer installed in your ignition system. That's already in place. So now you're telling me that individuals – that are completely sober, that don't consume alcohol, now have to be monitored, watched, tracked, and recorded at all times when they drive because somebody else may be drinking? This is exactly the concept that they've tried to lay down to tell people you don't have the right to own an AR-15 with a 100-round drum. You, you can't have a semi-automatic rifle with a 150-round arm attack saw drum. You can't have that because – Somebody else, somewhere, someplace, may use it to shoot somebody illegally. What? Is that the concept that they're going with now? Well, yeah, that is. That's where they're taking this. That's why it's so important you say no. I've contacted the senators that I know and said vote no on this bill. Now, is is it going to go through? Probably. 
the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that nobody's read, but literally puts in place a 5G and 6G system and Internet of Things, breathalyzers and recording monitors in your vehicle, insane amounts of money that go nowhere, that go nowhere. You can't even figure out in the bill. I was reading about another article yesterday. They don't even know. They're like, dude, this is like $50 billion here, $10 billion here. The money just, it just dissipates. Well, yeah. They got to figure out how to fund all the stuff they're doing, including the off-books balance sheets. They continue to expand with their Space Force. Remember? We heard about that a couple years ago. They're building a Space Force. It's funny you don't hear about that in the news at all. But yet an infrastructure bill is directly funding the Space Force as well. They didn't read about that either. Wake up. And continue to get the news out there. Now, if you have the ability, contact your representatives, contact your senators. Tell them to vote no on this bill. Maybe it'll make a difference. I don't know. The best you could possibly do right now. Because I didn't even know what was in this bill. Nobody did until about a week ago. And, of course, they're going to vote on it. 2,700 pages. Nobody can read it that fast. This is why it has become so corrupt. So get out there. Do the best you can. Communicate the best you can. Wake up as many people as you can and wake up your representatives and your senators and your Congress, if you can, to the best of your ability. The worst thing they do is ignore you. But hey, at least you tried to get the information to them and you told them your opinion. That's my stance on that, Dad. What do you think? You know, all we can do is fight. That's, I mean, we, we just we just we can't just step yep. back and say, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, you can't just pretend like this isn't happening anymore. I mean, it, exactly what I told you they're doing now. They've got the Lambda variant coming out. You know, they're, they get more pure porn. Now the Corona doom Lambda variant coming out. I mean, they just forgot everything went way past Delta as they were running through the Greek alphabet over weekend Corona doom 2.0. We mentioned Michael Crichton's observation about fear being used to facilitate social control, which Austin talked about earlier in the show. And we predicted governments would use threats of lockdowns to drive increased vaccination rates. We also wrote that one of our recent top names, BioNTech, would likely benefit from that. It's been a busy week so far on the corroded front. So now we have new COVID variant drops. Just when we were getting used to hearing about the Delta variant, virologists now apparently skipped half of the Greek alphabet. They've gone to the Lambda variant, which reportedly is more resistant to the current vaccines in the Delta variant. Did I not tell you they were going to do this last week? <laughs> oh, gosh. This is a continued crackdown on the unvaccinated. In a sign of the accelerating crackdown on the unvaccinated, New York will now require proof of vaccine immunizations to go into restaurants and the gyms. I mean, New York is basically committing suicide on the installment pan. And so it never, ever ends. It won't stop with the Lambda variant. It'll be every single variant in the Greek alphabet because I told you they were going to do this. And it's not that I'm clairvoyant. I just read a lot. And I mean, I go through literally sometimes hundreds of articles a week. I'm sorry, a week, a day, because I really try my best to stay on top of this. And I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago. What I do is I get an overall picture of what's happening based upon all of the stuff that I read. Why do I do that? Because that's the only way to give you an unbiased opinion of what is about to happen. Because you could read one article that says, oh, this will never happen. You could read another article that says, oh, it's going to happen. And all of a sudden you realize that you've got people on both sides of the pendulum. 
the other day I spoke to one of my children and I said to him, it was uh, one of my daughters. And I said, here's the problem. I said, it's that you have a personality. It's like a pendulum. It swings back and forth from being unbelievably nice to being unbelievably horrible. You've got to find some place in the bottom of this swing range that you can balance this thing out. You know, we see this as we grow up. You know, we learn, we used to learn, don't learn anymore apparently, in junior high school, that if we run our mouth, someone's going to bust us upside the head. Someone's going to hit us. We, well, at least this is what it was back in the 60s. That you just got to learn to get along with people and you've got to learn to be balanced. The problem is that's not what we're getting right now in the media. We're not getting a balanced take. All you're doing in the media is getting the extreme side of fear porn right now. The pendulum is pegging, and it's scaring everybody half to death, those who wish to be scared still. Now, the rest of us, we're like, ho-hum, yawn, here we go again. Pretty soon we'll have an Epsilon variant and all kinds of other Greek alphabet variants, and pretty soon there'll be hundreds of variants, and there are going to be hundreds of vaccines. You think, well, come on. No, there really, are literally hundreds of vaccines in the pipeline. Because they have now realized, Pfizer and the rest of them, that they can make hundreds of billions of dollars on forcing vaccinations on people. And again, this is back to the Kabbalist group that basically runs State Street and Vanguard and BlackRock and the bloodline families who control 95%, 90% of the entire world as far as their stock purchases and everything they own. And it's funny, that's why I also started laughing today when he said that BlackRock and Vanguard were telling that their employees had to be vaccinated. I mean, like, surprise, surprise there. And J.P. Morgan and, the, and all the rest of them and <laughs> our, our city core, all these people are trying to force vaccines on everybody because they're all owned by the same groups. Remember when I, – I'm going to mention this to you one more time. Remember when Linda Forrester Rothschild got mad at Georgia? because Georgia wanted to put real election laws in the place to prevent voter fraud. And she called the top 100 CEOs together of the Fortune 500 corporations and said, we're going to have a little chit-chat and was able to get them all on the phone at the same time on a conference call. Who has that kind of power? Only the bankers. That's what I told you a year and a half ago. I mentioned earlier in the show. They're the only ones that have that kind of authority and power because they control the corporation, they control the board, and they control who sits and that CEO position making this $100 million a year, and he's, he better darn well know who controls him because when they tell him to get on a conference call, he better show up. I guarantee you they probably had roll call. You know, Ted Brower here today. Check. Awesome Brower here today. Check. Well, yeah, that's what they do. And if you don't do what they tell you to do, like get down on your knees for a foreign president and grovel, we'll just put somebody else in your place. How about that? We have to show you who you are, how should I say, subjected to, who rules you. Wow. Well, by the way, male fertility is declining. Environmental toxins are to blame. Okay. Environmental toxins do have a lot to do with male infertility. That's an absolute fact. But we've got to realize that these plastics in the environment are basically estrogen mimickers especially the softer the plastic that you drink out of when you drink your bottled water. Maybe you're drinking out of glass, by the way, or stainless. And you got to realize that when you put this stuff into your body, even in small concentrations, but you do it consistently, that these estrogen mimickers are antagonistic to testosterone. And testosterone is absolutely critical for manufacturing proper sperm. And if you continue to get enough estrogen in your system because you're eating food that contains estrogen, and touching plastic papers like receipts that come from these machines that basically are printed up that are loaded with estrogen. It's estrogen ink that gets on your hands. All of this stuff 
is going to reduce your testosterone and it's going to reduce your libido. In addition to that, don't put your laptop on your lap. Don't do that and put it on Wi-Fi. You're going to cook your private parts. You're going to massively decrease your sperm mobility and you're going to massively increase your risks of leg cancer and testicular cancer. And if you're a woman, ovarian cancer. And ladies, I've told you this before. Don't know how to tell you anymore. Don't want to argue with you about it. But don't be putting a telephone in your back pocket. It's going to cook your ovaries. It's a little bitty microwave. It's cooking the whole time. If you're going to put it in your back pocket, you're not going to listen to me anyhow. Get you a shield. They sell cases now that stop the Wi-Fi from going through. I have one on my phone. And when I have to put it in my pocket, I put it shield facing my leg, shield facing my private parts. So I'm not cooking my personal private parts. And when I have to put it to my head to do a private phone call, which is very, very rare, like less than half a percent of the time I take the telephone call. If I take a phone call, I will walk outside if it's private to talk to somebody rather than put the microwave brain cooker next to my ear. You got to learn that all kinds of things are affecting fertility and we've got to take a look at it. Infertility is defined as a couple's inability to get pregnant for one year despite regular relations. When this is the case, doctors evaluate both partners to determine why. And with guys, invariably, it's because they're putting their cell phones in their pocket. They're being exposed to excessive amounts of androgen in their system like plastics and pesticides. And they have a massive deficiency of zinc, which is critical for proper sperm production. You got to have zinc. You need to take anywhere from 50 to 100 milligrams of zinc a day and make sure you keep a healthy prostate. In addition to that, it massively increases your libido and it massively increases mobility of sperm. Vitamin E is the next one. Take 1,600 IUs of E a day, 100 milligrams of zinc a day. Take the HGH stimulate every day and you will massively increase your libido. You can also take Tonget Alley and there are a few other ones that can increase the amount of testosterone you have in your body we have a really good alpha male stack on our website guys it's important to understand this they're doing everything they can to decrease fertility in both men and women women they're doing it now with these kill shots which have been shown now to disrupt ovarian function and development during pregnancy child will be born if it's not miscarried but it won't have any eggs the little girl she won't develop eggs when she's in utero. Because remember, when women are born, they have all of the eggs in them that they're ever going to have. I'm going to say that again. Most people understand that. When women are being formed in utero, inside of the mother's uterus, their eggs are being developed inside of their ovaries. Now, they're not mature, but they're still there. So when your mom was born, she had your egg in her. Think about that for a second. How close are you to your mom all the time? much did you love your mama how quantumly entangled are you with your mama okay how, how how did it affect you when your mama passed on to be with the lord okay you're quantumly entangled with your mom and so these eggs are critical so when they don't produce eggs when they're being developed in their mama's uterus they ain't ever going to produce eggs which means they're never going to get pregnant and this is going to be another huge problem that we're going to see with girls who got injected when they were pregnant with little girls now, will it also affect sperm production in guys? Probably. Same mechanism, because remember, the ovaries turn into testicles, you know, little boys. 
We had the same thing happen to us with diethylstilbestrol back in the 50s, which was given to all kinds of pregnant women to prevent them from miscarrying, but then caused a massive problem in fertility in the girls who were born and testicular cancer in the boys who were born to mothers who took diethylstilbestrol, not to mention the thialamide nightmare they did. All of these things happen to developing fetuses when they're inside the mother. Be very, very careful and make sure that you're taking a really good prenatal vitamin. Use the Health Masters products. we got a great one. Last trimester, increase the cod liver oil. You're not going to believe how smart your kid's going to be, especially if you don't inject them and let them inject them with a doggone hepatitis shot because they think you're a drug-using prostitute after you give birth 10 minutes later. Don't let them give that baby hepatitis shot. Say no. Or better yet, go to a midwife who won't do it and tell them no. See, it's important to understand that when you're pregnant, you're developing another human being. And that human being has to have the proper nutrients for proper development. That's why so many children are dying of cancer when they're two, three, four, five years old. It's because they were given lousy prenatal nutrition and the mothers never thought about it. I remember years ago, it's a terrible story. I had a friend who went to church with us, not going to mention any names. And I pleaded with her to take prenatal vitamins. She refused, refused, refused to do it. Didn't like it. Instead of major sick, I'm going to do it. Well, the baby ended up being more spinal bifida. And the baby was basically had to be, you know, it was dead at seven months with no brain because she didn't take biotin or folate. I mean, that's, so you got to understand something. You got to have folate. You have to have folic acid in your system. You got to have that for proper neurological development. You say, well, I don't care. I'll be fine. Well, maybe you won't be fine. And maybe that baby won't be fine. You've got to have the proper building blocks. It's like trying to build a concrete block house without any concrete blocks. How are you going to manage to do that? Think about it for a second. Think about what you're going to do. Think about what you're eating. Think about everything that you're doing and what you're putting into your body. Stay away from soy anything. Really important. Soy is another estrogen compound. It causes all kinds of problems with women, all kinds of problems with infertility with women and with men. And, of course, they knew that. That's why they pump it to us in almost everything. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. You guys are absolutely awesome. I want to thank you for supporting us. I love you guys. Awesome. Finish it up. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Absolutely. And, you know, as we've continued to encourage people, stand up for your rights on this. I saw an article a minute ago where Ted was talking, and it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. They're now saying that while – in Sweden, many people have bragged about being fully injected with a gene therapy shot. Swedish professor professor is now saying that as many as five shots may be needed to build immunity to COVID. <laughs> you can't make this lunacy up. Kalowski Institute professor Matt Salberg says, we don't know how long the vaccine is going to protect against illness. This means that you pick the safe before the unsafe. <laughs> While numerous European countries are planning a third round of booster shots in September, the FDA, FDA has indicated that vaccinated individuals get another shot in the fall. Sandberg says that recurring shots will be necessary. He goes, and I quote, after receiving the second dose, their immune response slowly subsides. So less than a year, you've lost your protection and you need to get a third dose and it'll be activated again. And then that immune response is starting to fade. So then it's time for a third, fourth, maybe fifth dose. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, I can't, I can't even read this stuff without laughing. Oh, my gosh. It's not going to stop until everybody says no. 
no, absolutely not. We no longer want your multi-billion dollar income generating shot for the upper elite. They have found this to be one of the biggest cash cows of any vaccine in existence ever, period, to the point now where Moderna, remember, was basically a failed company. It was filing bankruptcy a couple of years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it's a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company. Why? Well, because they got the green light, the military contract to build an RNA gene therapy shot. Wake up, my friends, and realize what they're really doing. Thank you so much again for the support. I'm going to be putting the zinc glycinate on sale today. Everybody's been asking me about it. I figured I'd put on the front page, zinc glycinate, incredibly good for the immune system. Stack with the multiple and see it's in our immune support kit on the front page. But I'm putting the zinc on sales. A lot of people have been asking me about it. So I'm going to help everybody out with that today. And uh, be sure to check out the EyeSight, the product of the week. Great formula, on sale, 10% off, healthmasters.com. My friends, stay prepped, stay ready, but also stay at peace. Enjoy your life. This goes by fast. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight. And I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. <laughs>